Welcome to the Everything is Earned podcast. I'm your host, Mike. I'm your co-host, Tim. And we're here to break down everything happening in your Cleveland sports world, as always. Yeah, yeah. We like (laughs) Cleveland sports. We talked about it. We do. That is what we do here on this podcast. And we have a couple things that are... They're pretty interesting today. Uh, we have some some nice quotes in here. We also have uh, a nice little debate topic that uh, I think you'll all enjoy. Um, but kind of first and foremost, um, Joe Thomas had some positive things to say about the rookie left tackle Jedrick Wills. Well, I think he's he's been praising him before the draft. He's been praising him for a while, and I think that's only grown since he's been drafted in Cleveland and now he's really just honing in on him because he knows that this is the guy in the Cleveland Bond uniform like before it was before yeah I I mean I I get that you definitely want to wrap your arms around him as a as a former Cleveland Brown I think the Browns are trying to leverage Joe Thomas and his experience and his pedigree as much as they possibly can and his knowledge and his skill well not only from a PR standpoint but from just the point of of upscaling and, and upskilling uh, Wills, getting him caught up to speed and, and helping him make that transition from right tackle to left tackle. As quickly as possible, yes. And when you have a Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer like Joe Thomas in town willing to help out your young number one draft choice, then you take that every time. And we talked about how, Joe, how Wills understands the the weight of of his his advice towards him and he understands how valuable it can be yeah when you have a guy who's arguably one of the best left tackles to probably ever play the game and at least in the last 20 years here you definitely gotta listen to what he has to say and i i think that that wills is taking it very seriously i really i really like that um that they're they're starting to develop that bond there together so we know before 1999, you probably didn't say Jim Brown was the best player the Browns have had before that, right? Yeah. And so after 99, you can probably say Joe Thomas has been the best player for the Browns since 1999. Yeah. Since I, coming back. I would wholeheartedly agree with that. I mean, you had guys you, you, you drafted with potential to be better, obviously, um, but Joe Thomas is up there. Um, you have Phil Dawson. You have Josh Cribbs. You don't really have a lot of guys in that list. It, it's been devoid of talent here since 99. But Joe Thomas uh, consistently performed throughout his career and is definitely a Cleveland legend. You can say a few. I didn't say if you you can include Phil Dawson in the argument, I think. You can say Joe Hayden, potentially. Maybe a few other linemen. You can probably say Alex Mack is also on that list. Maybe maybe uh, Kellen Winslow Jr. before all the... The non off the uh, the non football off the field stuff happened, right? But you, maybe Miles Garrett, if he can stay healthy and and, and have a great uh, continue on 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 a very high trajectory and path for Cleveland if he stays with Cleveland. But that's about it. Yeah, maybe a handful of guys besides Joe Thomas. I mean, we know oh, you all know it's sad that the Browns have drafted so poorly over the years. But we gotta listen to what Joe Thomas says. He has the the knowledge and the authority to speak on uh, a, a player playing his former position. And what he had to say, he said, this man will come in and be ready to go uh, to the Pro Bowl this year. There's nothing this man can't do. And he said that shortly after the draft. That's a big that's a big time quote right there. I think that is a big uh, boost of confidence for him. 
And it really speaks to uh, how he evaluated the left tackles in the draft and what he thinks Wills can be and become. Well, knowing it's Joe Thomas, saying him saying those things, saying he can be a pro bowler his first year, he knows what it takes to be a pro bowler, undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. So he understands that this kid not only has the talent to do it, which is a big portion to to be a be a pro bowler, but he also has the work ethic side of things, the toughness, and he sees that that drive to get better. So I think I think we can't take lightly that Joe Thomas is speaking as highly. Um, of Jedrick Wills as he is. He's not Jim Brown, who doesn't, who's out of touch with the game. And we know Joe Thomas is very knowledgeable. Uh, you have to be pretty much to be an offensive lineman. From from my aspect of it, the the offensive line is one of the positions, one of the areas of football that you can make the transition from college to pros very easily. The other one would be running back. I think wide receiver. I think some other positions can be a little trickier. Tight end, another one that you make the transition pretty easily. But there's obviously positions in football that take some time. To, I don't think tight end would plug be and play. Maybe 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 defensive uh, defensive lineman as well. I think that'd be that'd be an easier. Yeah, transition. you but, see you see guys like T.J. Watt, uh, Joey Bosa, and the the Bosa's mm-hmm. and the Watts come in and just dominate off the whip. But it's one of the position groups I think that you can make that transition and have an immediate impact. And I think we talked about that, in, you know, weeks prior, you know, in regards to running backs and how they can make an immediate impact. So there's there's definitely uh, the opportunity to do that. So I think him saying he can be a Pro Bowler this year is not an outlandish statement. It's a vote of confidence, and it's uh, you know a taste of what we could be seeing here on this upcoming season. So I'm excited about that. I think Joe Thomas, um, you know, definitely holds some weight around here. So we'll, we'll definitely look for the development of, of Jedrick going forward. And that's one of the things uh, that the Browns front office took into account when, when deciding to go with Wills instead of a veteran guy like potentially Jason Peters and, and the big guy switched around for for, a couple, for several months even into the season was Trent Williams, who actually went to San Francisco. But you mentioned that how they're, they're able... The, the more often able to transition and make a higher, more immediate impact uh, from the offensive tackle standpoint than other positions. And speaking of that, we still have a guy on our radar. We met, I mentioned two guys. Jason Peters is still on the radar. NFL Network came out earlier yesterday that he's still being targeted by the Browns and a few other teams. The Broncos. The Blanchos are one of them. The Cowboys are one of them as well. I think so. And there's one or, one or two more teams. And Wells being 38, I think he wants a little bit more money, so it's not going to be a better minimum deal. Probably about 8 to $12 million, I think. On that he area. said he can play into his 40s. So, I mean, people are looking at Peters as a 2-3 year option. I don't think the Browns are going to really strongly consider him at this time. Just because they have a lot of faith in Wills, if Wills ends up getting injured or doesn't play to the potential they think he he's up to, then you look at a position where you you pick up Peters because the window you have with this roster is only going to be so long, and you can't afford to go through a whole season with a, a bad left tackle. So you're going to have to you know see what you got here in Wills once the training camp and once the you know the the on the field stuff starts. You know, coming back here from all this, all this pandemic stuff. See, I see it in a different way. I think you sign him 
more immediate than than wait off because you don't have you don't have some other competing contending teams looking to sign that veteran guard or that veteran tackle and it would be smart it would be wise for the Browns to go after him now because he's he's been a left tackle he's been a pro bowl in the league for a long time now we mentioned he's 38 he did have that quote where he said if Tom Brady can play into his 40s and so can I he still he thinks he's in a good physical place he still thinks he can move really well and I think he would help make he would help Jedrick Wills. He has Joe Thomas to help him. But I think bringing Jason Peterson, who's still playing with him, would only further his development and make that even a quicker process to to counter. That's if you're okay with Wills not starting. No, no, no. I don't think so. I no, think, I Peters think... is going to start. Anywhere he goes, he's going to start. He's not looking to sit and play on the bench. If he wants to play in his 40s, he wants to be actively playing. They're yeah, not well, going to sit and do a bench roll. It's not It's not that point of his career. And I think he believes he can still play at an elite level. So you're not going to be a backup to a rookie. You're just not going to. You're, he's, a, he's a perennial pro bowler. Well, he's, if you want, he's been great in the league for a very long time. If you believe in this team and, and what they're building and you want to be a part of it, then why wouldn't you? No, and no, no. Not, I disagree. No, no, no. I'm not going to entertain this discussion because it's so ludicrous that you think – that one of the best left tackles that are currently in the league is going to sit down to a rookie. It's just not going to happen. If they're going to pick up Peters, they're going to sit Wills, or they're going to move Wills to guard. I don't think either of those things are going to happen. So I think that it's nice that the Browns are making a call to Peters and see what you know what, what's out there, you know, and, and and setting some feelers out there. But I just don't think it's going to happen. You're just not going to tell him to sit behind a rookie. It's not happening. He's a legit. He's a legitimate option for the Browns because if you have. If you have Wills go down in the year, who's going to replace him? Your offensive line. He's an option then, se- not now. No, He's not an option no, no, no. Your it season, will not be an option your season now. is over. You're if, not if Will signing down, Peters as an option right now. You're signing him later if something happens. If you sign him later, then you, you have to have a congruent offensive line, and your season's going to be over. You're not going to be even even. Non- cons- it's nonsense. Even if you reach the playoffs, you have no chance of winning a game Timmy, if, you have, if you don't have an offensive Tim, line that's going to be congruent. You're 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 talking ridiculous here because you're not gonna get a guy who's commanding ten ten million. Then you a year, pay him ten million, but he's not gonna be a backup. You're not signing him to be a backup. He's a free agent. That means he decides where he goes. Yeah, he will not go to the Browns when he could start for well, the Cowboys. I we'll find out. It's not happening. Isn't 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 Tyron Smith at the left tackle for the we, for we, the, we the will, Cowboys? We will move forward. Why would the Moving Dallas? On. Hold on. Why would the Dallas Cowboys want? Want Jason Peters if they have Tyron Smith, who's been a perennial pro bowler at left tackle, and you know who coached them? Our offensive line coach, uh, uh, Bill Callahan. Tim, Bill Callahan I, I, was I, Tyron I, I, Smith's uh, offensive line coach, and also fun fact, he helped transition Tyron Smith from right tackle to left tackle, which only bodes well again well for for Jedrick Wills making that transition. Over. That's fine. I just I just don't think you're going to get Peters. It's not happening. It's a nice idea. We just don't... It's not happening. It's, it's move forward. You mentioned the window, and he, he would fit that window to yes, helping you if you're not going it. to start Wills. You can entertain the idea of getting Peters, but you're not going to start Wills if you get Peters. It's just not... That's not going to happen. It all depends because on... Because he's a free agent. I'm moving on. I can't talk about It all depends on Jason Peters' mindset. Why would you, in, in basketball, why would you pay Tyron Lue head coach money as an assistant? 
to, to David Blatt. If you think it's Wells all about, is going to get broken by midseason, then that's fine. But you're not going to – he's he's too fresh. You don't know anything about him you, yet. No, you're protecting your season so it doesn't oh be – he doesn't be lost if, if one, someone goes down. What, a, if, what if what if Conklin goes it's down? It's a great thought, Tim. It's a great thought. I guess we'll have in, to in, wait in and see what happens. In a perfect world, Peters is your backup. Wonderful. I guess we'll have it's, to see what happens. It just won't happen. It just, but let's come back to reality with me. You want to make a bet? Moving forward. Bet me money. It, moving it, forward. It happens. Moving forward. Okay. Onward. We're going to talk about uh, a little discussion that's happening on the NFL Network. They're talking about which former first-round pick or first-round quarterback number one number one pick yeah at quarterback will have the most wins this upcoming season so it was an interesting list you have joe burrow obviously you've got baker mayfield jared goff kyler murray stafford and then um you have cam newton um and you have Jameis winston cam newton um is not in the really running because he doesn't have a team because he's not interested in uh, playing football because his ego's too big and because he's a system player in a league that's passed him by. Uh, no one wants that ego. No one wants that nonsense in the locker room. And honestly, uh, if you watch the Super Bowl versus the Broncos, you don't want a guy who's not going to put his body on the line uh, when it comes down to winning a Super Bowl. He I think a, that was the biggest indictment on his career. He had an outlier year, and once the the lead caught up to his play style and figured it out, he became mediocre. And the same thing is going to happen to Lamar Jackson. Now, maybe uh, he's faster, he's a better athlete, Lamar Jackson, than Cam Newton. And that's insane to say, but he is, and he's more versatile. But I think the same thing is going to happen to Lamar. We're not talking about Lamar, but I just want, I just want to bring that up. Uh, as for Winston, he's a backup to the Saints, so he's pretty much irrelevant as well. It's right. not about the Saints, it's about uh, the quarterbacks leading the teams to, to wins. All right, now moving on to Stafford in this discussion of who's going to get the most wins, their roster is a little bit different than it was last year. They lost Darius Slay. They do pick up uh, Desmond Trufant uh, from the Falcons, former Falcons player. They pick up Jamie Collins uh, and Deron uh, Harmon from, from the uh, the Patriots there. And they do have Galladay. Uh, they signed Danny Shelton, Danny Amendola. Uh, they have a couple interesting players here. Uh, Marvin Williams still on that roster. They're not a bad roster per se, but they're just not a good roster. It's like a it's like a six win team. So I think the Lions are automatically out of it. I love Stafford. I think he's a great quarterback. I, I think that they just don't ever have a running game around him, which is a problem. But they're going to win six games. We're just going to move on from that. Uh, Next, you got uh, you got Burrow. Burrow, I think, will win also win six games. Um, he's got he's, six games. he's got some serious talent at the wide receiver position. You know, you, you got AJ Green, um, you got uh, Tyler Boyd, John Ross. You, you think you drafted? You have some speed. You drafted a a, a, a another wide receiver as well uh, in like a, what second round? They picked up um, picked a wide receiver as well. So they're 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 looking better as a roster as as far as it goes. But they're still the Bengals. Um, you can't also forget that Joe Burrow has not played an NFL snap yet. So, you know, he did tear up the NFL or the um, the NCAA. But I, I, I think the NFL is an adjustment. And you have to remember there's that period of time where he's not. T. Higgins. He, they, yeah, they, T. The, Higgins. The yeah, they're not. He's not getting round. reps on, on the field in mini camps. It's all virtual right now. You're not touching footballs. You're not, not developing chemistry. So you're gonna have uh, you know a slower start probably to start the league the you know, the league year off, and for, I, for a lot of rookies, for, yeah, yeah, for a lot of rookies, and, especially a quarterback. 
And so I think Burrow will have a slow start. It's gonna be it's gonna be a very outlier, interesting year for a lot of rookies. I think you're gonna have some of the least production, at least starting off, than you than you have from some of the most recent draft classes and probably in the last ten, fifteen years. Yeah. With this weird pandemic and, and not being able to get out, practice the team, is like you said, build that chemistry with your teammates, with your quarterback. And, and form a bond with player the coach. Sure, absolutely. I think one of the things you, I think about Burrow, too, I don't think he's going to be bad by any means. I think be, he'll be very good. But I think there is that learning curve, and it's going to take a little bit to get you know to get things together. But he will make some plays. Like You'll see him on some highlight reels. They're definitely going to push him a lot you know, during the NFL season as one of the faces, new faces of the NFL. Um, and we'll see how he responds to the pressure. Well, he's a clear upgrade to Andy Dalton. Oh, for sure. well, yeah. But yeah. there's still a lot of dysfunction within Cincinnati Bengals uh, front office and the coaching staff. They're, they just, the Browns need, they just this, need a they, rinse. Yeah, if the Browns were in the AFC North, they'd be the laughing stock. Can I ask you a really dumb question? Would you rather be the Bengals... The last 20 years and not get out of the first round? Or would you rather be the Browns and know you're bad? I'd probably say the Bengals. I want to have at least the, the shot to, to, to compete in the, the playoffs. Okay. But, We're going to run this poll tomorrow. I like this poll idea a lot. I'm going to run this poll. It's just an idea. I just, it just came to me. I just, well, if you, if you like I just winning, wonder what you would feel like. If it, if it would be more painful or less painful. I don't know. Uh, okay, so next. Well, the, next the, go ahead. Well, the the Browns are definitely more painful. Being permanently bad, you have. But to we go know we we knew we were bad for a while. Beat down this absolutely like bottom of the bill, like dysfunctional, crappy, just head to toe talent from the the player aspect, the coaching aspect, just constantly just firing your coaches. That's probably more. This is more grueling because of the beatdown every year because you have the, the, the huge optimism and then the inevitable crash every year, single year on repeat. I just think it's kind of like it's kind of like Bengals fans were almost like the Cavs fans when LeBron was here. It's like, give me to the playoffs. I don't care about the regular season. Give me to the playoffs. I just want to see if one game is going to be different or one series is going to be different and what's going to happen when the playoffs come. And for the Bengals, unfortunately, when the playoffs come, they just sucked and they weren't able to get out of the first round. I got a parallel for that. They're, they're the Atlanta Hawks. They're the Atlanta Hawks, of, man. They don't get out of the, the, they don't get out of the first round. They, they meet LeBron every time. They get their butt kicked. And they just, they're they not meant for the playoffs. It's fine. They're regular season teams. Some teams are regular season teams. And the Bengals are one of those teams. Uh, okay, looking at, at the next the next quarterback on this list here. I got Jared Goff. Now, you have some particular feelings about Jared Goff. Um, I know I know you are, uh, you know, you pay attention to the Rams here. What do you think about about the Rams' projected win total this coming season? You lose Gurley, obviously. You also trade away, uh, what's his face, your, your, that wide receiver, um, the fast guy. He's he he was he used to play for the Patriots. Oh, Brian Cooks. Yeah, Cooks. Yeah, you trade away Cooks, which is a dumb move. Um, so your offense doesn't get any better. Well, the, the NFC West um, is only gotten better, so I'm going to say a lower projection. Well, I'm probably going to say the projection that you gave the the Bengals and what was the other team? Like six, seven wins, something six, like that? Six, seven wins. They, they're in the NFC West where they have Arizona on come up. Seattle's not going anywhere because the front office is so good at just changing in talent and keeping their still... They're pretty much what your Falcons want to be. They're fairly aggressive. They're, they're always in contention. And every year, like, 
are they a Super Bowl team with what how the the team is? Formed? Yeah, they they look like garbage usually the first six games of the year, and then the last eight games they the year, just you, you don't want to see them. No, with with Russell Wilson, no, and then with the 49ers who won the Super Bowl. So that is a pretty sad conference. That might be one of the the best conferences in the NFL here. I'm gonna give them yeah six to seven wins. So looking looking at a at the list here. I think Baker is probably going to come out with the most wins. We'll see here. I just want to make a quick comment. Who would have thought the Rams winning window was so small? Like, you look at that roster a couple of years ago and you go, man, this Rams team is going to be good for a, little, if, a while. And all of a sudden, you're looking at a window going, man, are they going to hit rebuild mode here the next couple of years? Or are they retooling? Like, what's going to happen? Um, I'm giving another parallel. This is This is... They would be the most. They would have during that stretch. They would have been the most prolific offense in the NFL if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. It's the same thing with the 20, uh, 2015 to twenty eighteen Cavs. If they if Golden State didn't stack up the way they did, they would be the most prolific scoring team in that era. Let's not forget that the Rams also met the Falcons in the playoffs. the 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 year they lost the year before when they when they the year before they lost the Patriots they met the Falcons in the playoffs and the Falcons absolutely crushed. I thought them. it was year after. Maybe it was year after. I don't know. The, year after. the Falcons crushed them in the playoffs, man. They look. Jared Goff is not the answer. The sooner the the Rams realize that, the sooner like you'll get back to winning, I believe. But right now, you you're kind of gonna have to ride the struggle bus this year. Well, we didn't make it a break year, man. Well, make we didn't break anticipate year to having. Uh, Todd Gurley just come out and have it like a own, pretty much career altering, and if not ending, altering injury. He's never gonna be the same. Arthritis in his knees. He's never gonna be the same player again. I mean, that's just that. That's something you guys probably should have known before you signed him to a mega deal. Oh yeah, that's a bit. That's a big mistake. You don't pay running backs. We know, we know this, especially if they have some kind of huge injury like arthritis in the knee. Silly man. But if he's not, if he doesn't go down, then you still have one of the best offenses in the league. If if Jared Austin does head up, if his you ass. only gave. McVeigh, a quarterback worth his salt. Let me McVay ask you a, a really dumb a question. Let me ask moment. you a really dumb question. Should should Aaron Rodgers become available? Should the Rams yes, trade absolutely. for him? Absolutely, yes. I, before you even answer that, absolutely. Yeah, the Rams. You give Aaron Rodgers over to the Rams. The Rams could be the best team in that division. No, no, they don't have the pieces offensively right now. They need to, they need to restructure. They need to add. They've got Cup and they've got and they've got Robert, Robert Woods. Woods. Their um, uh, the tight ends the not tight bad end, either. Uh, Was it Hedby? Hedby and Everett are both all the Not bad. You got a you got a running back. You just drafted. Not bad either. They're, they're not in a bad situation. They're not in a bad spot, but not Super Bowl contenders. They're deep. They can be deep playoff contenders, and then this hit a wall. Your defense hit can the wall always be disruptive with with Aaron Donald. I don't know. The the Rams are not going to win a lot of games. Though, but so that I is an interesting thought at uh, pursuing Aaron Rodgers if he comes available. I'd do it. Or Cam Newton, man. Honestly, nope. Cam Newton might be a better nope. option than Jared if, Goff. If Jared Goff ever gets his head out of his ass and learns how to be a leader or have some kind of like fire when he's on the field, then he he's an MVP player. No, I mentioned it last year. Oh, I think it was, I believe it was he's, last year. He's vanilla his ice. First, he's he's three boring. To, his first, yeah, he is. <laughs> He's the first three to five games. He looked like an MVP candidate, but we all know the first few weeks of the season is all figuring out. It's all nonsense. Also, as we wrap up, Jared Goff and the Rams. I want you to think about this. Doesn't Jared Goff look like the knockoff discount 
great value line, Jocelyn. <laughs> he kind of does, but he's really he's really super boring. Like if I could if I could pick a really dry, boring guy to run my NFL team, it would be Jared Goff. And he's in California. <laughs> that's that's the funny about you. Cam Newton would fit California and the Rams really well. Like that lifestyle, the whole thing. I honestly think you McVay could get the most out of Newton. I really do. I think I think McVay's a genius. I think he should go to 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 the Rams, man. That's my, that's, my, find... that's my new hill I'll die on. Okay, I want Aaron Rodgers every time, every day, every day of the if, week. If he's available for Cam Newton, but Cam Newton, if if if, if Jared Goff uh, goes down, I'll say Cam Newton. Why don't you get Newton as a backup and then? As things go crappy the first couple weeks, you switch quarterbacks. What are you going to do? You're pay and him? then build the offense around Newton and actually compete for something. So what are you saying? Pay him Jason Peters money? But he wants to start. He's a former MVP. He's going to start. Maybe. Who knows, man? I'm not even entertaining this question. <laughs> Moving on. McVay's got a lot of pedigree, bro. He's, he's got a lot, he holds a lot of weight in the NFL. Okay, I th- so I think, I, they could talk him into it. Since you continue and talk about it, I'll leave this last little nugget with, with the Rams and Sean Bay. If you can find one thing you don't like about Sean Bay, please reach out and, and DM me. I, I can't. I, I, I would let Sean McVay love everything about any, that guy. Any football team that I, I ran. Um, okay, last two guys here. You got Kyler Murray and you got Baker Mayfield. My boy. Okay, so here's, here's my big point on these last two guys who would get the most wins. If you look at Kyler Murray... That team got better. And I, when I say better, they got much better. They added... DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. David Johnson. Yeah. Did a little swap with Big Houston. time. Big time move there. Murray's in his second year. Um, you got... Uh, who's, their, who's their head Fitzgerald, coach? Yeah, Fitzgerald. Yeah, uh, Fitzgerald. He, he left for Tampa. Yeah, he's down in Tampa. Um, but that roster is really good. That roster is very good. Um... Let me, let me let me double check a couple guys in this Cardinals rosters. They drafted uh, uh they oh they they drafted um the freak of nature on the defensive side uh, oh, Isaiah Simmons. They got Simmons, yeah. That um, that made the defense immensely better. They yeah. have they have Patrick Peterson still. They're they're a good roster, man. I I don't I I think that that's Cliff Cleansbury. Yeah, they got they got Kenyon Drake. Um, you know they um. That's why they they got out of David Johnson because they believe in him. Yeah, they're, and they're, they're not a, Jones something. They picked know. up Devondre Campbell in the offseason. They got better. They got Buda Baker. This is Robert Alford. This is not a bad roster. I look at this. I look at this Arizona roster, and I go, man. Um, they got they got uh, Zangon Gonzalez, former That's Browns the weakest kicker, spot. <laughs> former Browns kicker. It's they, not they a bad roster, man. Honestly, I really like the Arizona roster. I think I think it's really solid. I'll tell you. If you look at the roster stacked up, the Browns roster though that is playing in a tough division. I just mentioned with the Rams, they're in the same division as the Rams. That's probably the weakest team, honestly, right now. The, the Rams are probably the weakest team in that division, and that's saying something. They're still potentially a playoff team. Yeah, that, that division is gonna be a battle, or it has been a battle, and it will be for another at least two to three years. So, trying to hold my bias back here, I think the Browns will probably get the most wins out of all the former first round quarterbacks. Um, first, first, not first round. First, number one overall quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I think you look at the you look at the the roster. You know, we obviously we know the changes that were that made the upgrades, the offensive line. You know, the the free agents you you brought in. You know, adding Austin Hooper. You know, beefing up beefing up that uh, tight end room. Adding all the depth. Um, getting an the, offensive the... head coach. You know, who who was able to get the most out of a guy like Kirk Cousins. 
I think, you know, bringing some more stability to Baker. I think, you know, honestly, looking at the, you know, the list of quarterbacks and looking at the rosters and the divisions and all those those kind of aspects aside, I really see the Browns winning, you know, 10 to 11 games this year. If you're not winning more than nine, then it, it, it should be counted as, as a failed season, as a disappointment, as a, dis- yeah, complete, like, this bottle jumble, just like my wood coming out of my mouth. It's a bad season. If you're not winning at least eight or nine games. Eight or nine? Eight or nine. Eight slash nine. Eight slash nine. If you're not even winning eight and a half games. If you win eight and a quarter games, <laughs> is, that, is that a failed season? That's a failed season. How about eight and three quarters? We're not playing this game anymore. <laughs> so, to transition over to my woods, not your woods coming out of your mouth. You have no words? I have no words. You have no words. Ultimately, I believe Baker will have the most wins out of all the former... Oh, I got it. Uh, ...number one overall picks at, at quarterback. Well, Baker is in the best situation with the best chance... Uh, with the, the he, best chance in within the division. Because I'd say if Kyler Murray wasn't in the division he is in the NFC West, then I'd, I'd, probably, I'd probably say Murray or Baker. But with, with Goff being I mean, at the same division as Murray... Stafford, kind of, kind of like a, a good team, but not great team. Probably, I probably, I'll probably say Stafford or Murray would be the best chance to to be more, have more wins or lead the team to more more wins than Baker. But Baker is just, I think the Baker and the Browns are just poised for a strong kind of breakout year. And we have we mentioned MVP odds yet? No, no. We're going to end with MVP Yeah, it's odds. our very last thing. We got MVP, MVP odds that came out earlier, you know, earlier yesterday. So, yeah, wrapping up, um, we we believe Baker and the Browns will get anywhere from 9 to 11, 12 wins here. And oh, oh, 12 now. You're at 8 and a quarter, now you're at 12? I'm saying 8 or 9 would be a failed season. You should be at 10, 12, 12 and a quarter would be would be excellent. 10, 10 to 12 would, would be a success, okay. in my opinion. Moving on to MVP odds. It just came out the other day. We have Patrick Mahomes back at number one with plus 350. And then you have Lamar Jackson at second at plus 600. What do you think about that? It's not bad. 600, man. Yeah, bet 100 to win six. That's not bad. I mean, I just think Lamar Jackson and the way he plays, he's more comfortable running, which means he's going to take more hits. He's also had a big-time season, which means there's plenty of tape out there on him. And then, if you remember, they got bounced by the Titans in the playoffs because now there is a blueprint out to how to beat uh, Lamar Jackson. Well, the, not that it's not that it's, it's easy by any means, but there's a blueprint out on how to do it. Well, the Titans did that in the playoffs, yes. And you like you, well, he ran the most out of any quarterback in the history of the NFL, more than Michael Vick, and that's saying something because he ran a hell of a lot back in his day. Yep. And so you have to think. That some of this wear and tear, at least from this past season, is going to take a toll on him eventually. You know, because he's he's not a very beefy guy. He, he's very he's very physically gifted and athletic, but he's a lean build. Yeah, one of these days you're just going to take a hit that you that you kind of regret. I mean, it's it's kind of a weird crossover. I mean, basketball and football are obviously different sports, but you ever like contest a jump shot or like try to block someone's shot at the rim? 
and like and like you make contact with them and you kind of regret it because it, it leaves you with a stinger or like something that's like if you're the shooter if you're the offensive player so yeah, like if our, Lamar Jackson it, it maybe did hit weird yeah you're like ooh I wish I would have some I in the hand I wish or I would have done that yeah some in the, if he's in the middle of his throwing most instead of just tuck the ball and take the sack something like that yeah th- I mean those hits are out there and it's and it's it's such a physical game that you really want to protect your quarterback, and people are getting hurt in just in the pocket, man. So you add that extra extra aspect of being running around and exposing yourself to you know to linemen looking to take your head off, and linebackers that are you know that that are that are hoping to break your legs. It's just gonna it's gonna wind up an injury somewhere, and I just hope that obviously I don't, I don't want to see guys injured. I just hope that you know Lamar Jackson. Is able to you know develop his game in a way that he doesn't have to rely on the running game. And if we look, if we just looked at the history of running quarterbacks, they don't have a very long shelf life. It's true of lasting. Cam Newton's had had several injury issues, and we we all know he was a and he's, he's built like a truck, man. He's built he's built two or three times what Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he, he's he, I'd say him and RG three have a kind of more of a similar body type than. Lynn Lamar and and Tam Newton and Newton's been hasn't been right for like a couple of years now. He's been and, he's, and he's Carolina, been messed up for a couple of years. Yeah, now. and Carolina decided to move move on from him because it's taking out too many years of the talented teams. Yeah, and he and that team got worse because they lost Keekley to retirement, which was smart by Keekley. But looking at you know looking at what he's he's done. You know, he couldn't throw the deep ball a couple of years ago. If you remember, I was at the, the Carolina game, and I'm watching Newton try to throw 20 yards, and he couldn't do it. He was that he was messed, messed up. up. It was in the shoulder. It was and he was feet. bad last year, too. He wasn't, he wasn't any better last year. It just, you, when you get injured at the quarterback position, you know, there's so many mechanical things involved with the throwing motion that, you know, you can't afford to have you know, an injury that, you know, that, from from running, honestly, honestly, running running is such a dangerous thing to do, and that's why so many traditional head coaches avoid it. And I honestly, I take Patrick Mahomes over Lamar Jackson every day of the week. Oh, absolutely! I don't think that's a question. Yeah, I think... I'd rather have a guy who can sit in the pocket and and, and throw it, you know, hundred yards, and he can move too. He can throw out of the pocket. He yeah, can throw he, on the one. He can, he can get on the go. He going. throws balls no without even looking. Like absolutely, he's a talent. He's more. He, he's, what you want is a throw-up from that position mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And Patrick Mahomes is ball on superior than Lamar Jackson at that. And that's what we found out last year in the playoffs, too. I mean, when the, the pressure got turned up, Lamar Jackson had to make throws to win the football game. And did he make throws? No. When Patrick Mahomes had to make throws to come back from a Super Bowl deficit, did he make throws? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's just, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what you want come down and want from it. Lamar Jackson, he's always going to be having, trying to learn and, and, and you have to be teaching him throwing mechanics from a quarterback position. And 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 his main thing will all be learning. And so it's easy to stop that, that line side and make him, uh, or hopefully make him be accurate and throw accurate uh, throw more accurate passes than being more dangerous at the, from the line game. Yeah, and you'll people will tell me, Oh, but Mike, he had a game last year where he had a perfect passer rating. You know, he was against he was, who? It was against some garbage Bengals, team. It was, right? it was, a, no, it was a nobody team. It was it was Miami, 
Miami. It was Miami. It was Miami. And yep. who gives a crap, man? You dropped 40 on Miami, good. You 50 on Cincinnati. Like. Yeah, you should. That team's terrible. If you're a good team, you should light up the bad teams and, and, and make them want to quit. Like, that's that's the reality of football. That's the reality of sports. You shouldn't let these crappy teams stay in games. And goodbye them for letting him up with 40, 50 points. All right, so he's he's number two on an MVP odds. You have Then you have following Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, due for a bounce-back year. You have Tom Brady with Tampa Bay. Don't believe in him. Sitting at five. I don't believe don't he'll believe, be interested don't in, believe even in the top five with that Tampa Bay team. I think he'll have enough. It's a nice value pick, though. Yeah, he'll have enough fire, I think, that'll last him a Several weeks, but I think his age is gonna catch up with him. The arm's gonna slow down, man. The arm's gonna slow down. You don't and have that range. We saw the last year or two either. Tom Brady just didn't make the same decisions as he has been. Well, that and he's throwing he's throwing ten yard slants. He's not throwing thirty yard, forty yard passes. Well, I mean, he he has been doing that most of his career. But. Yeah, but but you know, you're gonna not you're running. You know your big your big weapons in Tampa. You know you have Gronk, so you can throw it anywhere in the vicinity. It's you fine. have Mike Mike Evans. Mike Evans, same type of deal. But Evans Godson. Evans a deep ball a deep ball threat. You know Godson's good. Godwin. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't think that Tom Brady is gonna is gonna do it at an elite level. He'll do it very well, but not an elite level. Maybe very well. His elite years, I think, are behind him. Way behind him. No, he's not. And be this doing... isn't like a LeBron thing where like, oh, he's year seventeen. No, I think Tom Brady is not the same athlete as LeBron and some of these other. LeBron's athletes. also not forty-two. He's thirty-five. Yeah, maybe twenty-three. Yeah, minutes. yeah, but you're. I just don't think that at this time you're gonna have the necessary uh, physical tools to play at the level that you would like to. Tom Brady should have played with this team two or three years ago, but he's off winning Super Bowls. So well, you can't you know, blame him. You for can't that. blame him for that. No, no. Last and year was not great for the Patriots, but you know they, that was the not first not great year in a long time. Right, and we, I just mentioned his decision making. He doesn't make the, the right decision where you sit, sit in the pocket and you you did, you take the hit, but you get the first down. Like he, he doesn't make those throws in the regular season anymore. No, he he's getting rid of the ball. He's throwing in the dirt. He's getting rid of the ball. He's not taking those hits. Right. So your your team is also going to be coming at the wild card. You're going to be coming in. You have to be winning the division, and that is completely something, completely totally different than Tom Brady's. Used that division's to. not easy too. You have to remember. There's also the Falcons. There's also the Saints. Um, That's a tough division it's too. Not, it's That's not, one of the best ones. In, yeah. Also, it's, it's, and, and the Panthers who are bad, but. You know, it's but you got two really good teams in there that, that are gonna knock are knock them around. All right, to moving on to my point of of the MVP odds, you right after right after him you have Breeze and then Dak Prescott and then so that's at that's at seven. That is at seven, and then all the way down at number eighteenth you have Baker Mayfield. Who even cares about Dak Prescott? You have at you you have you have three you have four running bats. And Jimmy Garoppolo over Baker Mayfield in the MVP odds. That is laughable. If you're going to pick MVP odds in any year, you pick Baker Mayfield at plus 5,000. So I'll bet 100 bucks to win, to win uh, 5,000 if you yeah. want to put your money on, on something worthwhile. Yeah, so if you want to bet 100 or two to get season tickets for a couple years, then do it. It's not bad. It's not a bad wager. You, yeah. It's probably a better investment than buying season tickets. It, it could be, yeah. You get a better return. You probably get a better return. I don't know. I we'll have to see how it all shakes out. But I think Baker is poised for a big year. Not maybe, maybe not an MVP year, 
but definitely it, a bounce back year. He could be an MVP caliber. We'll if, see. If we're functional the way I think we'll we check be. in about week six of the NFL and see how things are hand, handing out ever, with, ever with the M, with the MVP race as it as it goes with the updated odds and all that. Right. So I think that's a little bit of a slight on on his ability because you have to. I always have to. I think you have to put an asterisk next to it with all the dysfunction. And I think he had some grit, and he showed some toughness and, and bounced back a little bit, but he just couldn't overcome this the atrocious system that was in place on both sides of football. Yep, yeah, I hear you there. All right, so Tim, very last thing here, I'm going to ask you for two things. First of all, what today did you uh, realize that you're more deeply rooted in, in your opinion, than before? What am I? Yeah. Okay. What, what are you deep more deeply rooted in? Is it is it your is it your your stance on 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 Jason Peters, or is it your 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 love for for Jared Goff or Sean McVay? <laughs> Sean McVay. I I don't think I can get. I don't think I think my love for Sean McVay is similar to John Krasinski. Every time I see more of him, I can, I I can only love him more. That's a good one. The same thing with um ah uh, what uh, the actor's name uh uh Martin T. Uh, uh, Mike, uh, was it Team Key Michael uh, Key Key to Michael Trey or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's the same Jordan idea. Peele, those guys. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, the more you see of them, the more you can't you can't not love them. Um, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Jason Peters. I strongly disagree with it. <laughs> He's very valuable. At, like I said, if it layer left tackle goes down, I think he can still be very capable. If your right tackle goes down, and he just some good insurance that you need if you're going to be a playoff, let alone Super Bowl contending team. And we talked about that two, three-wheel window. And I think 10, maybe 15 million for for two years, 15 million, 16, 17 million for two years, would be worth it if it enhances your chance to to win a Super Bowl and, and stay in that contention. You keep on believing that. And I'll keep believing that Cam Newton is, uh, is past his prime and that no one wants him because... He is a headache and a half, and I am happy to see him sitting in the free agency market, just enjoying it up. Because as uh, as a fan of the Falcons, he annoyed me for years. And I never got the hype, and uh, he has just as many MVPs as Matt Ryan. So everyone can can just deal with that. It, it is a tough question because the more I talk about these things, Lamar Jackson, Cam Newton, Jason Peters. Sean McVay, Michael Keaton, um, the more I, I, I notice my, my very strong opinion on them. And I still, I want I just want to double down on my thought about Lamar Jackson. He is going to have such a bad, like, slump coming out of his MVP season. And, and the Ravens, I don't know, they're just going to hit with something. I think, but I also think the Ravens, Baltimore Ravens team, is going to be very similar to the twenty like the twenty fourteen to twenty seventeen like Atlanta Hawks and Toronto Raptors. They're just gonna hit with a wall every time they hit the playoffs. They're gonna be the new Cincinnati Bengals. I'll just say that. They're gonna make the playoffs and then do nothing. I'm I'm for it. I actually like that opinion of yours. I think that's the only opinion of yours I like tonight. But that, I, I'm one with it. I'm for you. I, I'll support that. And, you know, and, and, and that's going to wrap up this episode here. So I wanted to thank everyone, as always, who listened to the podcast. Definitely keep checking out the social media. We post all the news and all the updates and things that are happening as the day goes on. 
There's always something happening in sports and in Cleveland sports, and we'll be there to cover it. And so, if there isn't, we always po- post some nostalgia for you to, to yeah. reflect back about and, and kind of and kind of get that kind of have some joy during this time. Absolutely, or you can jump on and debate Timmy about Jason Peters. There's always things to do on social media on the Everything Cleveland accounts, and I really appreciate everyone who has has gone out and followed us and 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 engaged in those types of discussions with us. So. Thank you so much for that, everyone who's out there doing that. And as always, leave a comment underneath or comment on the, the post or, or leave us a review on your big aha of what you got this from this from this episode, whether it be Mike's ridiculous idea that you cannot you can just stop having this total discussion because his mindset isn't in the right mind uh, in the right spot, or if it's Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson. Just let us know what you guys think. And what was your bid? Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> your big ooh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's wrapping this episode up. And remember, in Cleveland, everything is earned. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum.